of the BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Hello, welcome back to the BitCast. It's me, the Axeman. Last week, Nintendo had one of their Nintendo Directs, and it was pretty good. They talked about a lot of games that they were planning for the Nintendo Switch, a few for the Nintendo 3DS, a lot of games that I was really excited to try, and the game that got the most attention was obviously the Super Smash Bros. teaser right at the very end, the maybe a minute, 30 seconds or so of the Inklings being implicitly included in a new version of Super Smash Brothers, and that just reignited the internet's collective hype in Super Smash Brothers because there is almost nothing as guaranteed as Smash Brothers that would generate as much hype. Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Okay, those would probably compete with Super Smash Brothers, but Smash is hype-generating machine. It all started as just Masahiro Sakurai's little side project during the N64 era, and now it's this huge spectacle that every gamer and their dog want to get together and speculate over and foam at the mouth over which characters and stuff will be included. It's not 100%, of course. You know, you get that guy who doesn't really care about Smash Brothers, and that's fine, but honestly, Smash Brothers has got to be one of the... Look, how many times can I say it in a row? Like, I'm excited for it so much that I had a few episodes in the pipeline for this podcast, and I'm just pushing them all back a week because I want to talk about Smash Brothers now. I am recording this on the night after they revealed the trailer, so it's a a little more improvisational than I'm used to, but I do have a bullet point list of things I'd like to go over, and honestly, they could reveal more information between this recording and next time they make a statement, so if I sound a little less professional than I usually do, maybe if this was like an episode I did with Henry, then, you know, that's the hype talking, that's what Smash Brothers does to people, it's what it does to me, and I'm probably gonna bring him on in a future episode and do another episode, get his perspective on all this, maybe even a bit of a retrospective of the series, but right now, it's just me, I'm gonna talk about my Smash Brothers hype, I'm gonna start with the Inkling trailer. So, at the end of the Direct, after their Splatoon 2 update announcements, they said that they had one more surprise announcement, and the first thing we see is the girl inkling and the boy inkling having a bit of a turf war in a blank white void. My first thought was probably what a lot of people was thinking. They were like, is this actually a Smash Brothers announcement? Because whenever there's a new system, a lot of people's first thought is like, all right, I can look forward to a new version of Smash Brothers. And since there were a lot of ports announced for the Switch and there hasn't been any word on Smash, a lot of people were kind of expecting there to be a Smash Brothers port. Given the fact that they said they were done talking about Splatoon 2 and there was no appropriate call for a new Splatoon game on the Switch and that they were out of the 3DS version of the Direct, that was all back in the beginning, it could have only have been a Smash Brothers trailer. Maybe that's just kind 
confirmation bias, but hey, we were right. The lights go out, the inkling looks back, there's the reflection of the Smash Brothers symbol in her eyes, and we know. And then there's the silhouettes of all the other Smash Brothers characters standing in front of a flaming version of the Smash logo with special emphasis on Mario and Link, who looks like he did in Breath of the Wild. That was it. That was all they needed, too. They didn't have a lot in that trailer, but they knew. It was like, new Smash Brothers? Here's our biggest series we've introduced since the last game? They're all together now. Have fun, kids. So, yeah, we've got a new Smash Brothers on the way, and the Inklings are going to be in it. I remember several episodes ago I was talking about Splatoon being one of Nintendo's biggest new series. It's one of those things that was kind of inevitable, but we're still excited to see it anyway, because it's Smash Brothers, and it just does that to people. I kind of consider myself to not be a very hype-prone person. I'm not one of the kinds of people who screams whenever they see like, Oh, it's a new Zelda game! Ah, ah, ah. But no, I, I'm usually pretty mellow about things. Like, on the inside, I'll be excited, but Smash Brothers... Look, listen to the way I'm talking. I probably sound a little more energetic than usual. It's the Smash Brothers hype, man. <laughs> so anyway, the Inklings in Smash Brothers, the implications of that, I mean, they've got to be playable characters. It'd be kind of weird if they were given that trailer and then they were just assist trophies. What I'm really wondering is how they're going to handle their ability to move through the paint puddles they create with their guns. That would be technically demanding, I would think. So I'm wondering how they're going to do that, and it'd be kind of weird if their paint just permanently stayed on whatever fighting stage they're participating on. And I don't think they're going to remove that ability, because that was emphasized in the trailer. So I'm very much curious how they're going to handle that. They were all also throwing the little paint bombs, the pyramid-shaped thing that they throw and it explodes like a grenade and there's paint everywhere. I'm not a big Splatoon player, so I don't know all the technical terms for the equipment they use and all that stuff, but I recognized some of it and I can easily see them coming up with moves for the guys. It's also kind of interesting that... Splatoon characters are, well, with the exception of the paint roller, I would think, they're purely projectile fighters, so they'd be kind of in the same school as Mega Man. Most of his attacks were projectile-based. A lot of people are wondering whether or not this is a new game or not, and I'm still fresh off the heels, so I don't know if there's been any new word yet. People are not sure whether or not this is a new game. Maybe it's just a port, and my money is on that, because it was announced for 2018, and that's a pretty short window, considering that's the year we're in right now. I mean, maybe New Year's Eve, but we're in the early phases of March, so there's not a whole lot of time, so they've got to have a lot of work done, and the most easy way to achieve that is if they're just porting the Wii U game. It could be entirely new game, and they'd just be taking a different approach with Brawl and with the... 3DS and Wii U games, they really dragged the development time and they showed us inside looks at a lot of things. Sakurai's pick of the day on the Smash Brothers website and Miiverse. He'd show new characters that way or new stages. And it was very long process, but it also allowed us to talk amongst ourselves. The fan base, we all got together and theorized, speculated the whole nine yards. If 
this is just a, you know, under the covers, yeah, here's a new Smash Brothers real quick, don't tell nobody. Like, that'd be a different approach, but kind of a sucker punch, and I honestly respect them for that a little bit. I, I kind of miss the culture of waiting around and wondering and speculating, because that's some of my earliest memories of being on an online community, but hey, whatever, man, a new game, I'm up for it. Uh, one of the pieces of information that suggests it might be a new game, well, I don't know if it fully suggested, is the fact that Bandai Namco, their name is not included in the trailer because they were helping to make the previous game. And, you know, they gotta be included in the credits for that, but their name is nowhere to be found. And then the fact that Link looks like his Breath of the Wild self, that's a little suspicious. That makes people wonder if they're gonna rework Link entirely, if they're gonna add a whole new Link. You know, what are they gonna do with Link? A lot of people feel like that their answer to that will be indicative of what whether or not this is a new game, I don't really know. And honestly, as upset as I've been about ported games on the Switch, like Mario Kart and Hyrule Warriors, I knew. I knew probably as soon as Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was announced, I was like, they're gonna do a version of Smash Brothers for this. And you know, Smash Brothers, I can overlook that. I can forgive that redundancy. Because, you know, it's Smash Brothers. It's the grandfathered-in one for me. Like, I knew they would do this, so maybe it's that expectation that also kind of tempers the disappointment or gets rid of it entirely. There we go. I'm thinking it's a port. I'm gonna assume that it will add features that were exclusive to the 3DS and Wii U games and just mush them all into one package with a few extra features thrown in. I'm not expecting a whole lot. I would like them to include a classical Break the Targets, an adventure mode of some kind, not even Subspace Emissary, just like Melee's adventure mode. A few extra central modes. A lot of people want Smash Run back. I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't really lose my cool for that. Smash Tour, no, I don't think anyone really liked that. I didn't really like it. I wouldn't miss that if it were gone. Going back to Link, there's talk of changing up the old characters, and I think that's worth discussing because a lot of the characters have stayed the same for the past several games, so their Smash Brothers moveset is looking a little stale in the eyes of a lot of people. I don't think Link really had a problem. They would just change him to Breath of the Wild Link just for the sake of getting Breath of the Wild representation in there, and look, if you've listened to my podcast enough, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild. I think my best case scenario is that he's just an alternate costume, end of story. Because honestly, I feel like Link represents the Legend of Zelda fine as he is. Now, Zelda and Ganondorf... I can get behind changing those a bit, because Zelda uses moves that weren't even hers to begin with. They repurpose the spells from Ocarina of Time, and she uses them in her Twilight Princess design, and then they gave her an attack that isn't even an attack, it's a reference to spirit tracks. I'm not really sure what they were going for with that. They, they were just kind of pulling things out of thin air back in the Melee days, and that's fine, but nowadays Zelda has a bit more to work with, especially after Hyrule Warriors, so I feel like it's time to update Zelda a little bit. Now, if this is a port of the Wii U game, maybe they won't even bother changing the character movesets too drastically, and I can respect that. But let's say this is a new game, or let's just say for the sake of discussion that even if it is a port, they'll still change movesets. Let's just think about characters we might want to refresh a little bit. Another one is Ganondorf. I've heard for years, even back in the Brawl days, that a lot of people want Ganondorf to have new moves because he fights like Captain Falcon. 
now back in the melee days, there wasn't much to go off again. He was just based off Ocarina of Time, and he would throw energy balls and punches, and that probably helped inspire the warlock punch. He has a kind of similar build to Captain Falcon, so I can see why they went with him, but Ganondorf has a lot of stuff on his own that he could use now, so I think it's time to give him his own moves. It, one of his custom moves was even a sword in the Wii U game, so come on, let's let's see a new Ganondorf. Hey, base him off the Hyrule Warriors version of him. That, that version of Ganondorf was awesome. Mario. A lot of people don't like his flood move. I don't hate it, but it's not really good. So they could have a reference to Cappy from Super Mario Odyssey. My only problem is I'm not sure how they could do that and get rid of Flood because Cappy was kind of a projectile and those are usually reserved for the standard B or side B specials. But getting some form of Odyssey representation in there would be a good idea. Those are all the major characters I could think of off the top of my head. A lot of this is off the top of my head. I have the bullet points but that was all I could really think of. There are the Mii Fighters, and I think they could do with customizing the Mii Fighters a bit more. Maybe add new Mii Fighter classes. We have the Brawler, the Sword Fighter, and the Gunner, and that's pretty good. I think they can do a little bit more, though. Though I do like that with the Switch allowing for customizable Mii hair and eye colors, unlike the past consoles, that really helps spruce up the likeness of Mii's to fighters that you want to replicate, which is kind of the point of the Mii fighters. Custom moves was a feature that was advertised for Wii U, and it kind of failed. The people didn't really like the custom moves because they couldn't really be used in certain settings, and unlocking them was completely random. Some of them were just, well, in my opinion, I felt too balanced, like there was really no point in using one version over another. I think they should just make them all default or get rid of them, or maybe use some of them to replace the versions that we have as default. Next talking point, I think, is the guest characters. Whether or not the certain guest characters will come back or not. Gonna start with Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic's gotta be coming back. He's the only guest character to have been in two Smash Brothers games now, if we count the Wii U and 3DS as one. And yeah, he's just such a big face. He's, he's gotta be back. I think most of these guys have a safe bet at coming back, but let's just go through them anyway. Pac-Man. The fact that Bandai Namco made the other game alongside the other developers might have helped boost his chances a bit, but I think he's still brought enough to the table, and he's a veritable icon of gaming possibly even more than Mario himself. That's gotta give him some insurance. Mega Man. Now, a lot of people back when Smash Brothers 4 was new were joking about, oh, Nintendo's treating Mega Man better than Capcom, and they kind of were, but I think Capcom is starting to kind of remember that people like Mega Man, and there's that Mega Man 11 game, so I feel like Mega Man might have a shot at coming back, too. Ryu, he's probably in. He's the face of fighting games for a lot of people. So it's like this fighting game marriage. He's got to come back. Bayonetta. Now, that's kind of interesting. Bayonetta is this series that didn't really start off as a Nintendo property, but now it's kind of like Nintendo's Stepchild series because Bayonetta 2 was exclusive to the Wii U, and now the Switch is getting a Bayonetta 1-2 amalgamation along with Bayonetta 3, and then she was added in Smash Brothers as the final DLC character. Bayonetta's practically a Nintendo character at this point, so she's gotta come back. 
The one who probably has the foggiest chance, pardon the pun given his name, Cloud. Square makes weird decisions, and they didn't have a lot for Cloud in the recent Smash Brothers game, but he's pretty popular, and I feel like for all the bad moves Square Enix makes, they have to recognize the hype of Cloud's strife in Super Smash Brothers, so I feel like there's a chance that he'll stay. Solid Snake, though, the, the one who was in Brawl but then didn't make it to this game, I don't think so... I want it, but Konami and the situation with Kojima, it's all really messed up. I think a lot of people would be happy to see Snake again, but, you know, after Pac-Man and Ryu and Cloud, I've been able to move on. Going to other characters, I want to think about Wolf and the Ice Climbers. These are also characters who were in previous games but didn't make the cut. I think Wolf should come back. He was very similar to Fox and Falco, but he had some of his own variations that kept him fresh. And the Ice Climbers, they were going to be in Smash Brothers 4, but because those two versions had to have the same roster and the 3DS couldn't handle the Ice Climbers, they had to be cut from the Wii U version as well. well Smash Brothers for Switch wouldn't really be competing with either version, so I feel like it'd be safe to add the Ice Climbers back. And they were pretty unique. So now let's think about purely new characters. I wonder if they would be willing to promote Waluigi to playable, because he's gotten more popular over time. He was very divisive, even as far back as the development for Wii U 3DS Smash, but he's become a bit of a fan-favorite character, so I could kind of see them going for it if they don't want to keep him as an assist trophy. Same for Lynn from Fire Emblem. She ended up being very popular, according to some Fire Emblem heroes, polls and the fact that she was added in Fire Emblem Warriors. So if they wanted to promote two of the assist trophies, my money would be on Waluigi and Lin. From the Donkey Kong series, I could see them adding Dixie Kong or possibly Funky Kong because of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. They didn't capitalize on that in the last version of the game, but now that Tropical Freeze is getting a Switch port, I could see them deciding to go for it this time, especially Funky Kong. He's getting all that promotion with the new Funky Kong mode. There's always the outside chance of Cranky Kong. I know a lot of people want King K. Rule, but honestly, I think his time has just passed. I think King K. Rule, it's time to hang up the crown and the multitude of disguises. I think Impa from Legend of Zelda series, specifically the Hyrule Warriors version, but that's just my preference, she should be in. She's kind of one of the more recurring and combat-capable characters in the series whenever she's not an old lady. Hyrule Warriors really did a lot for the combat-capable characters of Zelda, though, and I could see them wanting to go for that with this version. I don't think they'll add, like, Darunia or Zant or anything, but I could see them going for Linkle or Lana, possibly even one of the new villains. If I had to pick one that they'd most likely do, they'd probably pick Linkle, and I'd be okay with that. Metroid... Again, I'm not a Metroid player, and I feel like there's gonna be controversy over whether or not Ridley will be playable or not, because even as far back as the Brawl days, people are wondering, where's Ridley? Oh, he's too big. And I think that's gonna stay the same. The Fire Emblem series, Nintendo just keeps promoting that like crazy, and with good reason, it's getting more and more popular. I feel like they won't add 
a lot of new characters, if any, from that series, despite my comments about Lin. I remember Sakurai talking about when he was going to add Corrin to the game. He was like, I don't know, there are a lot of Fire Emblem characters. And the team was like, yeah, it's okay, you can add Corrin. So I think this time, though, Sakurai might be more willing to put his foot down and say, nah, no more Fire Emblem characters. But if they did, and they didn't add Lin, or if they wanted one more than Lin, the easy answer would be to pick Alm or Celica from Fire Emblem Gaiden and Echoes Shadows of Valentia, probably with a preference for Celica because she's the more popular of the two, according to Fire Emblem Heroes, and she was added in Fire Emblem Warriors, so that's probably the Fire Emblem landscape for this game. If they added a new Kid Icarus character, it it would have to be Hades. I mean, come on, Hades was great in that game if you played it, and if you didn't play it and experience Hades, you need to go do that as soon as you can. He'd also be another good villain representation, because a lot of people want that in Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers didn't have a lot of female representation up until the new game. They fixed that, but now they need a bit more villain representation. Now, for the Kirby series, they've mostly got the major players. Kirby, King DDD, and Meta Knight are pretty much the power trio that make it to almost all the games now, in some way or another. The next step would be to add the Bandana Waddle Dee. There is a Waddle Dee amiibo, Maybe they could add one of the new characters that was introduced in one of the other games. Or maybe they could throw in Gooey. They're putting him in Star Allies now. Or maybe one of the animal companions. Probably Bandana Waddle Dee if they had to pick a new Kirby character, though. From Pokemon, I would think that they would add an Alolan Pokemon. And one of the most popular ones would probably have to be Decidueye, the evolved form of the grass starter Rowlet. He turns into a grass ghost owl archer person. And they added him in Pokemon tournament deluxe, so there's a bit of a precedent for it, and I could see them adding him. The only other really popular Sun and Moon Pokemon is Mimikyu. Well, okay, they're probably more popular ones than just the two of those, but in my reckoning, the most popular would probably be Decidueye and Mimikyu, and I like Mimikyu. I'm not really sure if I can see it being a playable character, though. Maybe a Pokeball Pokemon. Then we go into Xenoblade. I've only played the first game in the series. I haven't played a lot of X, and I've been meaning to play 2, but, you know, I don't have it. I could see them adding the protagonist of 2. I believe his name was Rex, or maybe his companion Pyra. Not really sure what they would do with X. It didn't really take off as much as 2 did, but I could see them giving a nod to X in some way. Now, this is kind of a pie-in-the-sky thing, but I want them to add Wonder Red from the wonderful 101. That was a character I wanted even back in the Wii U days. That was who I voted for in the Smash ballot. Come on, add Wonder Red. You can do it. I believe in you. (laughs) Otherwise, I could see them adding Springman from ARMS. ARMS is another game I've been meaning to play, but don't have. And... He looks kind of boring out of all the cast, but he's sort of the mascot character, him and Ribbon Girl, so I could see them going for him, or springing for him. Eh? Eh? No? I'm not funny. Uh, Paper Mario? It's a bit of an odd choice, I guess, but I think it could work. They really emphasize how he's different from Mario in a lot of games, especially Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, so uh, Paper Mario as a separate character with his own moves, I could see that working. Now for some guest characters I'd like... 
Travis Touchdown is one who I've always wanted to see, and Suda51 has been on record as wanting Travis to be in a Smash Brothers game, and he's known to be friends with Masahiro Sakurai, and it's a pipe dream of mine to see Travis in Smash Brothers that I've always had for as long as I've known who Travis Touchdown is. I could see Shovel Knight as some kind of weird indie rep. I don't really know if they'd go for it or not, but, you know, with the way that Yacht Club throws the Shovel Knight character around, who knows? If nothing else, he might even just be in there as a trophy like Rayman was. Speaking of Rayman, I wouldn't mind seeing him made official, but after Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, I wouldn't be too surprised if they just went with a rabbit instead, and I'm upset at how good that might work. I, I don't want a rabbit in the game, but I could see it working. Of course... Banjo, that's always a favorite of mine I'd like to see. Hat and Time kind of got me over the Banjo void in my heart, but I'll always welcome Banjo. A weird pipe dream I have is Amaterasu from Okami. There is going to be a version of Okami for Switch, and there was one for the Wii, and Okami Den was for the Nintendo DS. It would be a third Capcom character, but I don't know if too many people would mind. Okami is pretty well loved by the people who played it. A lot of big games were released since Nintendo last had Smash Brothers on the shelves. I could think of Splatoon as the immediate example. Splatoon 1 and 2. I want to go into game representation, maybe if not even a character, but just as a stage or trophies or music. Really like music. They obviously have to do stuff with Breath of the Wild, especially with how Link looks, but I wouldn't mind seeing some Hyrule Warriors remixes on the soundtrack. Kirby Star Allies is Kirby's brand new game. Maybe get Kirby Robobot some love. That was a good game, too. Pokemon Sun and Moon, you can't ignore that. Pokemon Fighters might get some kind of representation. I don't know. It'd feel a little... Well, I mean, I don't know. After you get Ryu in Smash Brothers, I guess there are no rules for how fighting games kind of reference other fighting games. Detective Pikachu, I don't know if they'll bother or not. I don't think Detective Pikachu will be playable. I could see maybe a trophy of him. Super Mario Odyssey, they've got to have Super Mario Odyssey represented in some way. And if they're going to pick a stage to represent Super Mario Odyssey, it's got to be New Donk City. That is the money shot stage. That is the level that they want you to remember from that game. And it is the one that I probably remember the most. Some people might want the Odyssey ship to kind of travel to the different locales from the game. I think they should just commit to one stage instead. And it would have to be New Donk City, preferably in the festival setting, but, you know, New Donk City in any capacity, and they've got to have Jump Up Superstar playing. Uh, Paper Mario Color Splash might be a bit of a weird choice, but it's one that I'm going to throw in there. I think it was a good game, definitely a lot better than Sticker Star, and worthy of a chance to be enjoyed. They might have the Paper Mario stage in this game that was exclusive to the 3DS version. Maybe touch it up to reference Color Splash a bit more, or just give Color Splash its own stage. If nothing else, get more Paper Mario music in there in general. Come on, guys, you're ignoring the Mario RPGs. Well, okay, they're getting better at throwing in Mario and Luigi music, but come on, more Mario RPG representation. Captain Toad? I don't really know. I could see Captain Toad as a character, but that's not one of my first impressions. Maybe some Captain Toad music, a weird isometric Captain Toad stage? I'm not sure. They could probably do stuff with the Metroid 2 remake and Star Fox Zero. I haven't played any of those games, but they've got to pay their due diligence to Metroid and Star Fox. 
the Xenoblade series. Man, Xenoblade is a franchise now. Back when Super Smash Bros. 4 was new, they just had Xenoblade for the Wii. The, the 3DS port wasn't even out yet. But now there's two versions of Xenoblade. There's Xenoblade X. There's Xenoblade 2. They've got to have something from those games. Bit of an outside shot, but Miitopia, a game that should be enjoyed by people who love the Miis. Like, they had a Tomodachi life stage in the 3DS Smash Brothers. Maybe not a Miitopia stage, but they gotta get the music in there. That game had an excellent soundtrack. They could probably also reference the Nintendo Labo in some way, that cardboard toy peripheral thing for children. And that's not me being dismissive, it's, it's literally meant to be aimed at children. And then for the guest appearances, they would probably reference Sonic Forces or Sonic Mania or Street Fighter V or Bayonetta 3. Well, that one might not even be out yet. I don't really know. But they could probably do those. They, they could just do so much with this new Smash Brothers game. We don't even know everything they're going to do with it. We don't know the nature of it, if it's still a port or a brand new game or not. And it, it just with that 1 minute 17 second clip, I've managed to talk for so long. Other people have managed to talk for hours about this new game. It's crazy what this hype can do. And I'm looking forward to whatever they're up to. And I'm also looking forward to bringing in guests to talk about this game in future episodes. In the meantime, I think I'm going to cut it off here. This has been the BitCast, and I have been the Axeman. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the BitCast. It's also available on iTunes. Tell your friends about the BitCast. Maybe they'll enjoy it too. And in the meantime, I will see you on the next one. Listen to BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.